About the unexplainable, Einstein said, That which is impenetrable to us really exists. Behind the secrets of nature remains something subtle, intangible, and inexplicable. Veneration for this force beyond anything we can comprehend is my religion. Welcome to the Soul Podcast. I'm Stacy Wheeler. We're going to dive into a topic that is going to take up five episodes. This episode is an introduction to the topic. In this series, we'll look at the phenomenon of near-death experience, also known as NDEs. We'll look at the long history of people reporting they've had an out-of-body experience, the changes people report they have after an NDE, and the hard-to-explain similarities researchers have found in cases all around the world. When we're done, we'll ask the questions, do you believe there's something unexplainable happening with NDEs? And, of course, are NDEs evidence of the soul? This is a big topic, and I'll be presenting the most up-to-date information I could find on the phenomenon. So let's dive in. Curiosity about the unexplained is the basis for all knowledge. Think about it. Without mysteries, there would be no solving of mysteries, and there would be no scientific facts established. Curiosity is where it all begins. All proven science starts with mystery and curiosity. And we love to figure things out. But not all mysteries can be solved. Some things are far beyond our ability to explain or understand. And they ultimately occupy a space somewhere between science and philosophy. The soul, I believe, is one of those things Einstein would have regarded as subtle, intangible, and inexplicable. The human brain, as far as we can tell, is the most evolved on Earth. This evolution has allowed us to do many amazing things, but being at the top has also made us arrogant. You see, it's easy for us, from our high perch of intellect, to think we're the smartest beings that exist. But who's to say there isn't more intelligent or advanced life somewhere else in the vast universe? Maybe even a higher form that created us and dropped us in this amusement park we call life. The undeniable truth is that we don't know what we don't know. And until we know something, the idea of it can seem unbelievable. As an example, did you know data from space telescopes has led scientists to estimate that there are two trillion galaxies in the observable universe? Two trillion. That's a hard number for me to wrap my head around. So I went to a website which explains numbers to people like me who are never all that strong at math. Another way to say two trillion is two million million. And you know, that's still hard for me to wrap my head around. So let's just say there is a staggering number of planets in the known universe. So we live in our galaxy, which is a small one, according to those who say they know. And there are around two trillion more just in what is known as the observable universe, what we can see with our most sophisticated equipment, basically. I doubt most of us could have ever thought that was possible even a handful of years ago. I mean, we think of planets in the context of our solar system. But that handful of planets in our solar system, it's like eight grains of sand in the most massive sandbox you've ever seen. So what does this have to do with NDEs? Where am I going with this? Two million million galaxies. You see, it's always been that way, and we're just now finding out the truth of it. It's a massive piece of information, and it's only believable... Because those who say they know have told us. 
It's always been that way. Them telling us it doesn't suddenly make it true. It just confirms for us that it is true. So what else is true that we don't know we don't know? In case you hadn't heard about this research, I'll share a link to a video in the show notes. The universe is mind-bogglingly large. The night sky is a beautiful tapestry. It's a stunning thought to consider that maybe it was created by a higher power, though that too is unprovable, at least for now. Humanity throughout history has tried to explain the mystery of our existence. This has gone down the timeline and across all cultures. We've all created gods and God stories. I think it's because we feel something. There's a feeling we get when we look up on a clear night at a vast sky, and we feel, what? Maybe insignificantly small? Maybe that's when we started to believe there's something much bigger than us out there. All cultures have created gods. Each culture's story is different in its own way, but each is one group of humanity's attempt to explain questions humans have always pondered. And the questions are essentially the same among all cultures and throughout time. What is the meaning of life? Is there a God or gods? If so, is that our creator? Which of course leads to, do we have free will? And then of course we must know, is there life after death? And in the end, we all want to understand this one. What is love? These are the big questions in life. Oh, there are many others. And again, yeah, they cross all cultures. They're universal. But the life after death question, that's what we're going to look at over the next five episodes. What to expect? Well, this episode will give some background on near-death experience, sort of a little history and explanation. In the ones that follow, we'll look at well-documented and researched cases. These are cases which suggest there may be more after we leave the body. We'll hear from researchers who've been studying this phenomenon for decades. We'll even hear from a neurosurgeon who had an NDE and was fundamentally changed by the experience. He even wrote a best-selling book about it. And we'll look at the well-documented after-effects of having an NDE. Ultimately, all this is presented to help you answer the question for yourself. Are near-death experiences evidence of the soul? How do you prove what Einstein called subtle, intangible, and inexplicable? Where proof is difficult to find, we can only look at evidence. So today, let's start to look at evidence for the existence of the soul. The term near-death experience was coined by Dr. Raymond Moody in the mid-70s in his best-selling book, Life After Life. Very good book. Definitely worth reading if you haven't checked it out. I'll share a link in the show notes. We'll talk more about Moody and his findings later, and we'll even hear from him. In case you're not familiar with the concept, an NDE is an unusual experience taking place on the brink of death and recounted by a person after recovery. This is typically what we think of when we talk about an out-of-body experience, where a person might report they floated above their body or had a vision of a tunnel or were drawn towards a bright light, among other things. These concepts are pretty well understood, I think, by most people. We might even jokingly say to someone doing something dangerous, don't go towards the light. The animated movie Soul depicts all the concepts I mentioned. So 
even on a pop culture level, we, we examine the idea. It's right there. Because of Dr. Moody's book, NDEs came to the conversation in a bigger way in the 70s. But people coming back from the other side wasn't a new idea. Looking way, way back, you could make the case that the first known reference to near-death experience, or at least somewhat documented, came from Plato's book, Republic, where he tells the story of the myth of Ir, about a soldier who dies and goes into the other world, only to return to life with stories that are fanciful and amazing. And stories of death aren't uncommon in ancient writings. What makes Myth of Air interesting here is that Plato integrated a few elements we associate with near-death experience into the story. These are the soul leaving the body, passing through a cave or tunnel, and encountering a pure celestial being. There are other more subtle similarities, but these are the ones that really stood out for me. Was this story of an actual NDE? We'll never know. But it's interesting to me that in a time before Christ, writers were making reference to a phenomenon we're still debating the truth of today. And there are other historical references to our understanding of NDEs. There's a painting by Hieronymus Bosch called Ascent of the Blessed. The main focal point of the painting is a long tunnel with a bright light and a silhouetted figure at the end of the tunnel with an angel leading a person towards the light. There are other people below the tunnel also being assisted by angels toward the tunnel. When you see this painting, you immediately recognize the reference to near-death experience most of us are familiar with. With its familiar imagery, it's easy to imagine someone painting this sometime in the last 40 years. But it was a little longer ago than that. What's amazing is this, this was painted in the early 1500s. So. Either people were having NDEs and relating what they saw, or Hieronymus Bosch made a fanciful painting and got very lucky with how closely the imagery aligned with the details related to NDEs. I'll share a link to this image in the show notes. And you know, Moody didn't technically start this research. It goes back as far as the 1800s, in fact. A German scientist named Albert Heim did a 25-year study on this topic. He published his study in 1892. Eighty years later, Lyme's paper was translated into English. Three years later, Dr. Raymond Moody's book, Life After Life, was published. In it, he looked at 150 cases of NDEs, and in publishing the book, created the phrase, near-death experience, to describe the phenomenon. It has sold more than 13 million copies. More than 40 years after its release, it continues to remain in print. Though most of us have a picture that comes to mind when somebody mentions an out-of-body experience, it wasn't always that way. Before Moody's book was published, no comprehensive research had really been done, and his book started a conversation that really hadn't been had. After Life After Life came out, people who had had an NDE realized they weren't alone and started talking more openly about their experiences. And it became clear that the pattern of near-death experience are similar all around the world. We'll go into those patterns in the next episode. Did you know that along with a mention by Plato, this phenomenon of NDE also comes up in the Tibetan Book of the Dead and the Egyptian Book of the Dead? That was written about a thousand years before Jesus' birth. So, though research on this has grown in the past five decades, there's been knowledge of it for thousands of years. One last piece of history about NDEs, the oldest known professional medical case report that I could find of an NDE dates back to 1740. 
There was this French doctor, uh, Pierre-Jean du Monchot, who was a, a military physician, and he wrote a book titled Anecdotes de Medicine. In it, he described a case of near-death experience of a patient who temporarily fell unconscious and then reported that he saw a light so pure and bright that he thought he must be in heaven. The book was primarily anecdotes of interesting things that happened in this doctor's career, so it wasn't exactly a comprehensive look at NDEs. Just an interesting mention. And though this is the first case we know of ever being documented by a medical professional, it seems highly likely that anyone who might have experienced one earlier might not have been able to write about it. Remember that literacy levels back then weren't like they are now. I found a literacy study uh, that was done in 2013. It looked at uh, the period of 1820, which was as probably good as they could get in terms of records. And it said only about 12% of people could read and write in 1820. So it's not surprising that there are few cases reported in Europe before this one in 1740. It seems this may have been the first time someone with the ability to write and with a scientifically curious mind took time to actually write about it. It's also not surprising, I think, that the earliest accounts are from places like Tibet and Egypt. These are some of the earliest written languages. The Egyptian written language is more than 5,000 years old and the Tibetan more than 9,000. So between the Tibetans and the Egyptians, Plato, Hieronymus, Bosch, and this French doctor, it seems that out-of-body experiences and NDEs have been happening for a very long time. So there's really no argument whether they exist. Clearly, NDEs exist. The only question really is what they represent. Is this something purely physical? Or is it something much more profound? There's a stat we'll look at later that shows that millions of people alive today have had an NDE. So odds are, you know someone who has, even though they may not have spoken about it with you. During my life, I've had two people share stories of leaving their bodies, and both thought it was a profound experience. One of these stories came from Bill, a family friend. He had diabetes and at one point lost consciousness and ended up in the emergency room with doctors working to save his life. Later that year, he explained to me that during the ER visit, he was floating above his body looking down. Bill had been a professed atheist the whole time I'd known him. He was a very serious guy. After the incident, he told me he had never felt more at peace than when he was dead. He said there was no pain or fear, and whatever it is on the other side made him at peace. At the time we talked, he was living in a building reserved for low-income retirees. He had no close family and I was one of the few contacts that was on file for him. He told me that day if he died and they ever called me and wanted me to take responsibility for his body, not to do it. He said the body was just a shell and after he was gone, it didn't matter if it ended up cremated or used by medical students. Bill was an atheist and a serious guy, yet he had no fear of death. He was different after that, tangibly different. He told me that his death that day in the ER was the most amazing thing he had ever experienced. In episode two, we're going to look closely at what happens in an NDE. We're going to hear from the most prominent researcher in the field of study, and we're going to start asking the question, are NDEs evidence of the soul? Thank you for listening to The Soul Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, learned something new, or were just entertained, please tell your friends about the show. This is the best way for people to find the show. 
Check the show notes for links to supporting information, as well as any books or other reading material related to this episode.